Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We are glad that you have uh, that you are listening uh, with us today. We are talking about pro-life womb to tomb. Uh, we want to do our best to kind of take a holistic view yes. of pro-life and not just be uh, looking at one one issue or or, or different issue. And so, um, first first off, Kenny, we have to ask, why is this even a diversity in fellowship issue? Why are we talking about pro-life? on uh, our podcast. Right. Um, what, what we see with the pro-life movement, when we think about it from um, kind of a, <laughs> a political uh, point of view, we, we tend to think about abortion. Yes. Right. And that tends to be the approach of white evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Right. And but when we look at it from uh, black Christians, that when we think about pro-life, we tend to think more about justice issues, civil right. rights issues, uh, things of that nature. And so what we tend to, to have then is that we are coming at the same issue from different angles mm. And what that generally leads to is um, <laughs> we're, we're tend to not be working together, yeah. or we tend to be talking past one mm-hmm. another, and and not really um, fighting this issue together. Yeah. So I mean, in one sense, we would say Christians, all Christians, white, black, whatever, are unified in being pro-life. Amen. Generally, right? Generally. I mean, we're, we're pro. We're, we're we're unified in that. The problem is, is that uh, the two races, particularly in our country, seem to disagree in how to. F- where do we need to? What you know? Where do we need to fight those? What front do we need to focus on? You know what? What needs to be our emphasis? You know. Yes. And so that seems to be a place of real um, disunity. I mean, right? And right. And so obviously, one of the things we're trying to talk about is how do we get there. So let me, so let me let me ask this question: Why? Why do you think black Christians in America view um I mean like like why why would they say pro life is all about justice? That needs to be the focus. Well we we look at the history and and even some of the current landscapes uh regarding race and we see the um, disadvantages and the discrimination that black people have. And so uh, many people have the sentiment to, we, we understand the single mom or the, the, the black lady who is thinking, why would I bring a child into this world that's right. going to face this discrimination or these disadvantages, whether it be poverty, whether it be education, whether it be mass incarceration, when they look at the landscape and they and they start to wonder whether or not they should bring a life into this world, we may not agree 
that they should terminate the pregnancy or have right. an abortion, but we can sympathize with the thought process that mm. they are going through. So many black Christians would absolutely be against abortion, but they don't feel like they have the the right to to tell someone not to have one if they have gone through the process and, and realize um, that that landscape is is set up against um, that baby in the womb. So they're, mm. they're going to be more focused on um, issues like making sure that there is health care access for for everyone mm-hmm. and and make sure that you know, some of these so, so, social safety nets are in place, making sure there's uh, justice reform and things of that nature so that when babies are born, they are not at that disadvantage. Yeah. So what what would you say would be the the white approach to the pro-life issues? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, as you mentioned earlier, I, I think for for white evangelicals, pro-life means anti-abortion, right? I mean, that's um, we don't use that term because you don't want to be known as what you're against, right? But it's yes. you know we there was the pro-choice movement, which was you know for abortion, for choices, for options, and then kind of the pro-life movement responded, you know, and said, no, 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 we we want to be pro-life, we want to be about you know, and 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 really the I mean, I I think the issues, I think most white evangelicals would say. If Roe v. Wade is overturned and abortions are illegal in our country, then the pro-life movement is has accomplished its purpose, right? Right. Like it's over. We're mm-hmm. done now. Yes. I don't think, uh, you know, we I mean we hear you know accusations a lot about kind of well all the all that you know all that white evangelicals care about is abortion and they don't care about any things. I don't think that's true. That hasn't been true in my experience. I mean we. Uh, in my work with the, um, you know, Spire Women's Center, there are all kinds of, you know, white evangelicals who are there. They're giving money. I mean, uh, they're supporting it financially. They're doing all they can for, and, and granted, my experience is limited, but just for that center so that we can say to this young mother, yes, hey, there's options for you. There's hope for you. You need help with insurance. We'll help you figure out where to go. You need help with this. You, you're thinking about adoption. We can, we can you know, help you figure out how to do that. So I, I, I think the idea that that's all they ever think about or that it doesn't mean anything else— I think that's maybe a little bit overblown. I, yes. I do think there are white evangelicals who are supporting life and supporting adoption, and um, but I, I I do think there is a, a different um, there diff, there is a different perspective, uh, particularly on the issue of abortion. Just simply because I mean, kind of what you were what you were talking about. Many white evangelicals have not had those same experiences as our black brothers and sisters. Right. Uh, they don't know as many single moms. They don't, mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean they don't exist, but but there's just it's just not as widespread. Or uh, they don't know as many people who are depending on those um, social safety nets, as you've you, know, you called them. And so yeah. because they don't have they don't have those experiences, it's just easy to think pro life is a pro life is just we're just trying to end abortion right that's that's all we're really trying to do perception that is pro birth and not necessarily pro life yeah. yeah right but but again i mean even that like that 
you know, as um, as somebody who's a part of uh, the the women's center, I want to say, hey, whoa, 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 like we're way more than pro birth, right? Yes. I mean, we're but still, I do think I do think that perception is there, right? You know that that there is this kind of you know, and I think some of the problem. This is maybe more of the negative side of the the white evangelical uh, thought thinking here is. Um, you know they're suspicious of these justice issues. Yeah, is there really a problem? Right. right? Are the cops really targeting black people? I mean, you know, some yeah. of those things that we've talked about earlier under the uh, under the the theme of white privilege. Yes, I think has an impact on 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 the pro life issue. Right. White privilege allows white evangelicals to really only see abortion as the real problem. Right. You see, and so yes. justice is, yeah, maybe there's some justice problems, but that's not the real problem. Yes. Right? The real problem is abortion. We're just going to focus on that. Let's just focus on those things. Mm-hmm. So so what are um, what are some problems with both of these approaches to pro-life? I would say the first one that comes to mind, especially as we deal with uh, some of the justice issues that have come up and as we you know, are in an election season, uh, still, um, yes, that, still, that you can see some inconsistency in in both of the approaches. So, hmm. w- when you're dealing with the justice issues and you see like Black Lives Matter, and the um, one one of the pushbacks is from from white evangelicals, it seems even is that well, what about black unborn lives? Right, and so and then black Christians are like we're not talking about that. Right. Right. And yeah. so there we don't want to deal necessarily with that issue because we're talking about issues of police brutality, issues of discrimination. And then when you have white evangelicals talking about um abortion and 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 now we're saying to them black Christians are saying to them, well, what about lives outside of the womb? Right. There that's yeah. the, where the accusation of being yeah just pro-birth and not necessarily pro-life comes in. So you, you have inconsistencies on, on both sides. And, and that even with that, are you really concerned about those issues? Mm, right. right. Are you, are, are people who say, well, what about black unborn lives? Are they really concerned about black unborn lives or are they just trying to deflect? Yeah. And on, on the other end, are, are we really concerned about? Um, are we really being concerned about lives outside of them? Are we trying to to deflect from have, having to deal with uh, the abortion issue? Right. And so we we use those sometimes. Seems like we're using those sometimes to deflect from actually dealing with the abortion issue, or we're trying to deflect from dealing with the justice issues mm. that need to be dealt with. What, right. what would you say are some other problems with the approaches that we see from both sides well i I mean i think one thing that we've you know we've talked about and we've definitely seen this we're coming out of our well like as you as you noted we're kind of still mired in uh the the election season um i I think both races unfortunately have been shaped more by their political parties um and so they just kind of see you know white evangelicals are going to say the republican issue the reason why we're voting republican is because the republican party is the pro life party and and, yes. and really all that's meant by that is is abortion right and right. so they they're opposed to abortion so that's our party 
Um, and all these other issues, they're just not important as abortion, right? And so that yeah. kind of becomes the kind of the major um, talking point for, for white evangelicals when it comes to pro-life is let's just think about what divides us politically. Right. right? Um, so I, I think that's a, I think that's unfortunate. I mean, I, I think we're thinking more along party lines than we are biblical lines. Yes. Uh, that's probably the, uh, the right way to say that. Uh, what else? What are some other, any other uh, problems that you would want to identify with kind of these approaches? Be- because we are I- identifying with our political parties and, and we're taking these stances as, well, this party is, is pro-life and this party is more uh, justice uh, focused and and we're taking those stances. What we're doing is really we're we're creating a division within the body of Christ within That's the right. church, and and when we do that, when we create that division within the body of Christ and w- within the church, we we are we are weakening our ability to fight mm-hmm. on both fronts. That's right. Which is what we would all say we want to do. Right. I mean, at least we should. Right. We should. That's what we we definitely should want mm. to fight on both fronts. Actually, yeah, there's really not even both fronts. There's one front, right, and we'll get one, to that. It, yeah, it's good. It's really just yeah. one front, but we, we're we dividing that front into two different front fronts. And mm. just think about in, in war. You take an army, you divide it up, and you're fighting it. I mean, you've weakened mm. the strength uh, of that army. So right. what, when we create that division, well, well we're going to focus just on justice issues. Or, well, we're going to focus just on abortion issues. When you create that division, you, you're losing strength in both of those areas, right. which really is only one area. Right. And we would say that, you know, the solution to it and that yes. one front that that we're what talking is that? about identify here, that for right us. that one front that we're talking about is that we we want to um, get back to as followers of Christ as as believers of God as believers of the Bible that everyone is made in the image of God that's right whether it is from conception mm-hmm. <laughs> to their death that's they right. are made in the image of God and are are therefore worthy of dignity and respect and and that brings into account both pro-life issues that mm-hmm. and justice issues yes w- whether we're talking about abortion whether we're talking about police brutality racism discrimination any of those things what we're talking about is that people are made in the image of god mm. and, and so when when we try to divide that up into other camps uh, we are losing sight of that this is what this is what's at stake right is God's image and God's glory um, through his image in in the people that he created as the crowning jewel of his creation yeah so what would you say that that white people need to do in order to uphold the imago day the the image yes. of God in dealing with these issues yeah I, I think uh, a real challenge for white evangelicals is to view justice as a pro-life issue. Yes. Because there is a disconnect there that is extremely unhelpful. Right. And um, and so I, and, and again, I think it's because of the political, di- you know, it's because of the political divide. It's, yes. well, the Democrats support this, and so we're not going to really talk about this. We want to talk about, a, we want to talk about being against abortion because that's Republican. And so again, it's that political, uh, and then, and again, it's some of it's just that, 
not being consistent, not not seeing mm-hmm. not seeing the privilege uh, that's there for white evangelicals. So I, I think we what we need to really think on and focus on is is how do we as passionate as we've at least claim to be, and I think try to be, genuinely try to be, uh, to be against abortion and pro-life in that way, we need to be just as radically uh, uh, for justice, right? I mean, we want our brothers and sisters made in the image of God to be treated with justice in this country. That is a that is a big deal, just like we want justice for the unborn. Right. Like, those are both justice issues, you know, and so I I think for... um, I think for white evangelicals, it's really important to be able to to see that, to recognize that, to own that, maybe even, and yes. admit some, hey, maybe we've neglected this in the past. Um, I mean, that would be my kind of my hope for the Republican Party, although I don't know that that's ever going to be true, you know. But yes. but this this realization that hey, we we need to we need to think about these issues just as much as we need to think about ending abortion in America, right? Like, like the we want to end racism too, you know. I mean, like. Those should be things that, that we fight. Those that should be something for white evangelicals. What about uh, what would you say for black Christians? How do they what how do they what what uh, steps do they need to take uh, to better embrace the Imago Day? I would say that black Christians need to to recognize and fight against abortion as a justice issue. Yeah, and so they they need to realize that what's going on here is truly a justice issue that is affecting their community in a very negative sense. And and think about it biblically, how the, how the Bible even talks about speaking up for those who can't speak up for themselves, right. who can't speak up for themselves mm-hmm. more than anybody else, right? It's the right. unborn. The unborn. unborn cannot speak up for themselves. So that is a justice issue. If if their lives are being ended in large quantities right. in, in the black community, like if you're just being self-serving, if I take this strictly from a non-Christian perspective, not, not mm. even the Mago Day, if you're being self-serving as a black person, this is a serious justice issue on your part right? because you, you make up around 13% of the population. Mm. Now, if you have more people, more people being aborted than born mm. in some states, yeah, then, then that percentage is going to go down because right. the abortion rate among Hispanics is lower and, and the abortion rate among, among whites and Asians, they're lower than what is in the black community. So you realize that as that percentage goes down, you're going to lose influence. Yep. So, it, But so you, you need to realize that the, the same energy that you bring to the fight against um, police killing black people, right. you need to bring that same energy to hey, we are being wiped out in large numbers. We need to also remember like how Planned Parenthood yeah. was started. Like Margaret Sanger was a eugenics. If somebody yeah. came up with the, you know, came up today spouting mm. out <laughs> eugenics beliefs, right. we would lose our mind yeah. and, and say, hey, we're going to come into your neighborhoods and we're going to abort your babies, basically. We would lose our minds and say, this person is a racist. This person is trying to take us out. Mm. And and to think that that organization still doesn't have some of the, that mindset right. from their founder still in there, we would lose our minds. Yeah. And we should today still lose our mind, realizing that in, in a lot of ways they are still um, catering yes. to the black community. I I would say targeting. Targeting, right. I mean, I, that, that's I, I the think better word. The, the abortion industry has targeted the black community. Right. 
I mean, going all the way back to Sanger. Yes. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, I... I, I want my black brothers and sisters to see that. Yeah. You know, to, to say, this is horrible. This is hor- This is a justice issue. And, and, and to the sense to where they're disguising it as a, as a benefit to the black community. Right. And, and we're mm. actually falling for it and, mm. and allowing them to, to take us out in, in large numbers. Like, right. we're, we're about 13% of the population. The last numbers... Uh, that the CDC even has says that we're accounting for upper 30 to 40% of abortions. Right. Like that is a, like you're, you're one in four times likely a pregnant uh, unborn black baby is one mm. in four times to be aborted more than a 25% chance of being aborted and born. Like that is it's an crazy. issue. Yeah, and so that is a, that is a serious, serious justice issue. And we, and I think that's, that's what black people need to focus on when it comes to, the Imago Day. Yeah. What What else can you? What What else could be some other ways that? I mean, those are those are kind of some clear solutions that we we kind of directed at. Okay, these are what white evangelicals do. He could, here's what black Christians could do. What are What are maybe some um, What are maybe some approaches that maybe both both communities need to take that both communities need to embrace? Right. I, I think because we 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 talked about earlier how we're being shaped by political parties. And and we need to divest all that energy and capital we place in our political parties that require us to focus too much on one one side of the issue and not necessarily on the other side of the issue. We need to take that energy and that capital and look for ways that we as the church who has the, the very power of God within us to to come together and fight against all these issues under the idea that this is an Imago Day issue, right? That that we're we're fighting against abortion uh, because this is Imago Day, and I'm fighting with my my white brothers, my black brothers, yep. my Latino brothers. I'm fighting against with all of them mm-hmm. against this issue, and we're fighting justice issues, racism, discrimination issues with right. my white brothers, my black brothers and sisters, my Latino brothers and sisters because. This is an Imago Day issue. Right. And if we're so focused on on doing this politically and not not doing it as the body of Christ, then we're just going to continue to have divisions and yes. we're going to continue to talk past each other and not work together. Yeah, I mean, I think in one sense, uh, Christians would say, man, I, I wish there was a party that, you know, supported life womb to tomb. Yes. But let's just be honest, that party doesn't exist. It does not. I mean, th- th- that party's not, you know... Um, and I know people would try to probably argue with us on oh, that yeah. and try to say right. that we're, but, but in one sense that, that party doesn't exist. And so, and even if it did, a political party's power in these areas is extremely limited. Very much so. And yet we, I mean, I think the enemy loves it because we're all fired up about who belongs to this party and who's yes. voting in this direction and who's going to vote for this. What one we should do as Christians in in this country is is say no 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 we we have um, a clear direction clear teaching in God's word about what what pro life really means what the Imago Day means uh, what justice means and so let's come together we yes. we want to fight on on this and and you know hey maybe this party is going to help us in this way and this party you know maybe there's going to be some things and that's great wonderful right. but they're not going to win the battle no you know. 
which really leads us kind of to our last uh, big solution. And I, I think, you know, you and I have, have talked about this a lot, and it's important. We can't lose sight of the gospel. Yes. I mean, we can't lose sight of the fact that we're still Christians. We're not just trying to make society better by, you know, changing some laws here, here and there. Uh, no, our, our ultimate glow is we want to see people repent of their sins, believe in Jesus Christ, come to faith in Him. Um, we, we can't lose sight of the gospel when we're talking about justice issues. Yes. And we can't lose sight of the gospel when we're talking about abortion, you know, right. being against abortion. Like, we, we have to hold up the gospel in, in our in our fight against both of those, because really, in, again, as, as you said, they, they are really one front, right? They are, right. They're both an assault um, against the Imago Dei. Yes. And, uh, of course, the, the greatest assault against the Imago Dei is our sin. Yes. It's our own sin problem. And Absolutely. Thankfully, Amen. And the Lord has given us Jesus, who paid for, paid for our sins so that we could repent and believe in Him and actually be conformed into Him. It, the, the Imago Dei is being restored yes. uh, in the Church. And, man, again, and this goes back to the heart of kind of what we're doing here, is we want that to be on display. Amen. I mean, we want the world to be able to see that in our churches yes. and, and in our lives as Christians. And so, man, those are such important issues for us to—so to, um, so critical for us to, to continue to always remain focused and, and always bring the gospel to bear on whatever whatever type of issue that we're facing. So— Good Amen. stuff. All right. Well, uh, Kenny, what is our uh, diversity resource uh, for this discussion concerning pro-life? Uh, the diversity resource for today is an organization called the And Campaign. The And Campaign, they, they do a good job of upholding biblical values while also um, working um, in regards to action steps in order to live those biblical values out in the political arena. So um, they have a pretty good statement on on how to be pro-life, wound and tomb, uh, what that looks like fighting for um, fighting against abortion while also uh, fighting justice issues, fighting for justice issues in, in that sense. So the and campaign, we will have the website and the um, podcast notes, episode notes. Mm. So you go there and check them out. Uh, they got a Twitter account. They got all kinds Facebook of Facebook account, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So they're, stuff they're pretty active on social media. So look them up on social media, follow them, like them, whatever you do. Yeah. And um, yeah, you re- really good group about making sure we hold on to biblical values and also that we're engaged in the political arena in a way that glorifies God. Okay. So that uh, leaves us with our crazy question <laughs> crazy for the day. Question. We need some is, uh, like theme music for the this, crazy we question. Do. Right. Hey, that's a great idea. Or, or something. I won't have to work on that. Yeah. Give you more work to do. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Uh, hey, that is cool. That would be cool. We could like, right. hit a button and this sound would sound come, come on, and then we could ask the crazy so when question. When that shows up, you you know I, I birthed it that is in true. this episode. Can you gave the idea. Right. Right. Um, so, actually, Kenny, since you birthed it, could you go ahead and hum hum us kind of a... Th- I don't know what it looked no, no, like. No, 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 no. I need like a melody or, you know, come on. Come on, Kenny. Do, do, do. Oh, wow. He did it. <laughs> right. Actually, I'm just going to go back and get that little section of audio, and I'm going to see if I can make that. Oh, man. That would be horrible. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, the actual crazy question for today, this was Kenny's question. So, I'll let, Kenny, I'll let you ask, what is All our right. crazy question for the crazy day? Crazy question for the day. What skill would you want from birth? 
Like you, you're born with the ability to do this. You don't have to learn. Like babies have to learn how to walk and and talk and and all that other stuff. Like what skill would you just want to be just come out of the womb, right? Able to do. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw one out that's uh, probably not a very important skill, and, and somebody's gonna say of all the skills, this is the one you pick. But uh, this is mostly for my son because I love him, and it's my shout out to Isaiah. My skill from the womb—I don't know how a, ba- a baby would do this—but would be the ability to shoot a three-point shot. Mm, because yes. here's the thing: I don't care what level of basketball you're playing at. If you are in the fifth and sixth grade upwards program, if you're in the <laughs> if you're in the five five year old upwards program, not a lot yes. of three pointers being shot there, maybe. So that maybe that does get into me. But at any level, high school, college, NBA, if you can knock down the three, you get to play. Right. So that the problem is is that most people can't develop the ability to shoot a three <laughs> until they're you know I mean Isaiah's yes. working on it. And he's developing it as a as a seventh grader. You know. Uh, but he's still working it. But man, if you had that just coming right out of the womb, right, right, Steph Curry, man. watch out, right? I mean, be, be some some serious issues going on there, okay. man. That's a ridiculous <laughs> answer for a ridiculous question. So, Kenny, let's let's turn it to you. What skill you're going to come up with some like super spiritual? No, no, of, no. Okay, okay, good. No, what, no, no. What skill would you like to have right out of? Well, I guess it could be spiritual, but oh man, I want the ability to sing. Ah, straight okay. out of there the womb. Go. Now you cool. think about how cute babies are just yes. in general. Yes. Imagine a baby coming out of the womb just <laughs> able to sing so beautifully. <laughs> I think it would be weird. It'll There's be weird. part of it would be weird. It'll be weird, but then like everybody would be gravitating <laughs> oh, towards this that baby. Like you think about that's how right. many YouTube videos, how many likes, oh, how man. many <laughs> how many publicity things. Yeah, but see then they would have this like both both of these babies would have terrible childhoods because they yes. would be famous and they Absolutely. would be weird and then it would be awful and yes. then they would go down terrible <laughs> paths and so anyway maybe, maybe there's a reason why steer me towards gospel steer me towards gospel, gospel music gospel. <laughs> <laughs> right. maybe i'll be all right oh, <laughs> then i leave the man. church and start singing all types yes. of crazy r&b stuff yes. but yeah, baby Kenny sings singing gospel gospel music man music yes for the masses <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's a reason why the Lord, in His grace and His mercy, doesn't give us those That's skills probably right. as babies. That is definitely right. Learn How that, about that and figure that out. And for some of us, me with the three-point shot, some of us never really get that never great. Never get that down. Never get that good right. at those particular <laughs> skills. Oh, well, good stuff. Uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in this week. We hope that that has uh, been helpful as we think through the, the issue of being pro-life. And uh, can't wait to talk with you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.